We are honored to have a special guest today, and you've, you've been knocking it out of the park with our guests lately. Today, that special guest on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Jeremy Grossman. He's a sergeant, communications sergeant, at Dodge County Sheriff's Office. Welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Sergeant, thank you so much for coming on. I sent, I, I have to, in, in full, full disclosure, I sent the sergeant a note this morning, and I said, it wasn't a nightmare. You did agree to come on the radio. And, <laughs> right. But you know what? I, I What I like is that, that Sergeant Grossman and I had a conversation uh, about the fact that as someone who sees what dispatchers or telecommunicators do every day, he really welcomed this opportunity to highlight and say, you know, amazing things about the people he works with. Am I right, uh, right on that, Sergeant? You are correct. Um, many times the, the dispatchers, I mean, we are the true first responders, but many times we kind of get forgotten about when these big incidents occur. Um, so it's, it's nice to, uh, to promote what we do and, and the positive aspect of it. I wanted to ask you a bunch of questions, but we were prompted, uh, Annie and I, to talk about this because of this recent survey that we saw that number eight on the stressful jobs was telecommunicators, public you know, uh, dispatchers. Um, your thoughts on on the challenge of of what you do every day, and how you manage that stress. I'm I'm fascinated by how that happens because I, I was telling Annie earlier, the telecommunicators I know are some of the most calm, gracious, nice people that I've ever met in my life, doing a very difficult job, a scary job in my opinion. How do you manage that? I I agree with you on that. You know, after I was approached on this, I did look at that that USA Today article myself, and I thought, you know, having us at eight was probably a little inaccurate. I think we should have been a little higher on this because it is. I mean, our job is very stressful. We need to make life or death decisions at the split second. Um, we're fortunate here at the sheriff's office. We do have uh, a couple of different teams that we we have a system teams for critical stress management where we have employees who reach out to our fellow employees after major situations. Um, being that we are a smaller organization, everybody does a great job of checking up on each other when we have something bad. Um, they, it's, it's, it's look out for one another. Um, you know, and having your support network is, is very big. You know, I go home, I have my wife, I have my two children, and granted I cannot give details and they don't ask me details, but, you know, they understand where I'm coming from. Um, our deputies are very good. We make we take a, a very serious call. Our deputies are very good about checking up on us or coming up and giving us closure because a lot of times we don't know how that event ended. So for us, the hardest thing is not getting that closure. You know, that's it. I was in fact, I was going to ask you, um, Sergeant, what happens after the the large scale incident is over? I know what almost everybody does on the scene, but what's happening back in the in the in the in the dispatch center? after a, a critical incident what what are you guys you know going through what are you experiencing i do love the idea that they that you get the closure that someone comes back and says hey would you like to know how that turned out yeah that that's huge for us that's not something we always got when we when i first started my career almost 18 years ago a lot of times we're always off, left wondering you know how that ended big situations after the fact we will have debriefings and that will include a fire, EMS, all law enforcement that were included in that. And within those debriefings, everybody basically tells what their role was. Um, there's nobody's critiqued or second guess why they did what they did. And that's just to give everybody closure on that. Um, in a big situation in a center, you know, a lot of times we, we encourage each other to get away from the desk, go take a minute, clear your head. But the nature of our job is 
we don't always get that break. You know, so we may be dealing with a major incident and minutes later, a second one comes in. You know, so it, it's all about taking care of your people and just checking up on them as you can. Um, we like to do what we call a hot wash of incidents, you know, so something big happens. We will, you know, talk about what went good, what went bad, you know, where can we improve. But we know when we take this job, what we sign up for, that this is going to be a very stressful job, but we're here to for public safety and our officer safety, get everybody home safe at night. Dodge County's Communications Sergeant Jeremy Grossman joining us from the Sheriff's Office. Um, consider this the PSA part of this. When I, I know you get a ton of calls. Every every department does. Every agency does. What are some of the things you would advise people? The, the easiest one is when to call, when not to call the emergency 911. But beyond that, what information should they have that makes the process easier? Is there a checklist that you guys and gals need to do that job more efficiently? And, and how can the public help? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first thing we ask is, what is the location of your emergency? Um, if we can figure out where you're at, let's say we figure out where you're at, but we lose phone communication. We know where to send responders. We may not know what's going on. So that's why we always ask where is the location or what is the address. And the biggest thing is try to stay calm. Um, we're going to go through a series of questions, scripted questions that we're trying to get appropriate information. And if our callers aren't calm, we may have to ask that question over and over to get that information, and that may delay response time. And also, I think there's a misconception out there. As I'm doing my call intake and I'm asking you questions, it's not delaying the services that are coming to you because right. my partners are listening to this, and they're sending help immediately. Yeah, that starts right away, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But people I, don't know that, do they, Sergeant? system, and my partners are looking at it. If, let's say this is an EMS call. Um, I'm entering it in. They're listening to the call, and immediately they are paging out the appropriate agency. There's no delay by me continuing to ask questions. Let's take a break. The other thing that happens, real, real quick. that happens frequently right now Go is ahead. with Go these ahead. accidental 911 calls. We just ask that you stay on the line. Um, it makes it much easier for us because we're going to follow up with you if you hang up. No matter how fast you hang up, that call is going to come into our center. And we create a call for service, we call back, we do some digging to see who that number belongs to. But if you just stand in line with us, it makes that process much shorter, much faster, and allows us to get to the next call. You can tell he really knows his job because he wasn't letting this radio guy interrupt with his important point. So we are going to take a break Sorry here. No, 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 no apologies. That was great information. He is the communications sergeant at Dodge County Sheriff's Office. We'll take a break. I got lots more we want to ask you to stay. Jerry. Yes, we want yes, to make sure yes, you yes, stick I will, around. I will stay. I <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you'll join us, rejoin us after the break right here on WTMJ. <laughs> Public Safety Hour here on WTMJ. Now, Andy Schwartz, my guest, law enforcement communications experts, and yours truly. But today we have a special guest, Jeremy Grossman, communications sergeant at Dodge County Sheriff's Office. Hey, Sergeant, I'm just wondering if you might be able to, to tell our audience a little bit. I... I remember sitting with the, the dispatchers a number of times when I was working for the, uh, the Milwaukee Police Department, and I'm, I was just gobsmacked at how many things you have to pay attention to. Um, can, you, can you describe for, for our listeners a little bit what, what it looks like where you sit when you, when you sit at work, uh, the screens, what you're looking at, all the different information you're trying to take in? Sure, absolutely. Um, actually, we have six monitors in front of us. They're 27-inch monitors, and we could probably use one or two more. So within all that, we have our phone system. Uh, we do have the capability for texting 911 with our, our phone system. 
We are monitoring our radio. We have several radio channels throughout the county. Um, our CAD system, which is our computer-aided computer dispatch, sorry about that, and then various other programs that we use, like Rapid SOS, that helps us plot uh, cell phone locations. Um, time system where we do a lot of queries throughout the states. Uh, so in front of me, I have six monitors. I have two keyboards, uh, four computer mouse. Uh, so it's 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 definitely multitasking and multi-listening. No, yes. su- no surprise. Uh, we're getting a lot of uh, yeah. people uh, commenting on the uh, old National Bank talking text line. As someone who spent 25 years as an EMT firefighter, we never took our dispatches for granted. They were our lifeline. Please ask the sheriff, can he determine... Communications sergeant, can you determine the location by tracing the phone that's making the call to 911? Yeah, we do have that capability within our phone system. Um, all cell providers will give us a, a physical location by triangulation off of cell towers. Um, some are a little more accurate than others. We also have a couple other companies up there that are very accurate. Rapid SOS is one of them, and they will sh- show us location um, within, I'd say, a, a 10-meter range. And we're actually working with an, another program provider right now where we will be getting some live feed pictures, video, that type of situation also. This is sort of a general question, and a couple of texters asked it, but I also had it on my list. Um, when to call emergency 911? I think we all think that everything's an emergency. Some people do. Is there some general advice you could give to the public that says, okay, this is what you should be calling 911 for? Maybe these are other non-emergency situations. Is there sort of a yeah. checklist? Well, absolutely. You know, everybody views 911 as life or death emergency, and absolutely that's correct. Um, we get a lot of, like, traffic complaints where people will call a non-emergency. You know, we got a, let's say we have a wrong-way driver. We've been having that lately. Mm. Or a very erratic driver that, you know, is close to causing accidents. In those situations, absolutely call 911. You know, it's, it's life or safety, life or death safety right there. Um, unfortunately, we do get those ones where people just don't know what other number to call, so they call 911 mm. when they shouldn't be using it, and we try to educate them then. Hey, Jeremy, you know you do know the number one um, 911 call uh, in the city of Orlando uh, dispatch center, yes? I do not. I'm directions, assuming it's related to Disney World. Directions to Disney World. That <laughs> yeah. is the number one 911 call they get. And, and that, that is not my, appropriate. That makes my head come off when I think about that. You are correct. That is not appropriate. We do, and I'm not... Trying to make jokes here. When it becomes Thanksgiving time, we do get several calls wondering how long they should cook their turkeys. Uh, wow. 4th of July, we get a lot of calls about when the fireworks are or the parades are. And that's our chance just to educate and let people know what it's for and that we do have a non-emergency number for that use. Sergeant, you know what? One of the things I'm, I'm, I'm watching is the big debate that, that we're having. A lot of the television stations are reporting on uh, you know, the, the controversy over cameras, flock cameras, all that kind of, you know, real time crime stuff. And while the public may look at that one way, I, I think that people aren't often thinking about the value to being able to have that kind of monitoring in real time. That could really help you all in, in emergencies. Am I right? Correct. We do have flock. Um, we access that quite frequently. And I was approached with that same question several times, and and the one I like to ask back is, if your vehicle is stolen, uh, would you like us to use that resource? Because there's a very good chance we can find out where that vehicle is in a short amount of time. So that does give us a great resource on, on crimes like that. How is the, the resources that you have? We hear often, and I've talked about it on my show a lot, that the, the, the challenges workforce, not enough people, 
Is this a career field where people who are really interested in serving the public could could uh, test for, train for, be hired in, in a local community's uh, public safety sector? Yeah, this is a very rewarding career. Like I said, I, I actually came from a computer background and started this career almost 18 years ago, not knowing this trip would take me to a, a radio station call in today. But <laughs> um, one of our local technical colleges has started up a communications officer course. They used to offer it. It ended about 20 years ago. They started that back up. Uh, we will hire people that, that do not have experience and put them through our training program, which is approximately 16 weeks. Uh, fire EMTs who have some of that basic knowledge are encouraged to apply also that looks, uh, that comes in handy in this field. But we will take the right candidate and put them through our training program and, and get them up to speed. It's a very rewarding career. For a young young person or a parent of a young person who may be thinking about their child and what they might do with, with their life, are there certain coursework training they could do on their own before they ever make that commitment to be uh, an EMT or, 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 or a dispatcher or telecommunicator? Is there something that would be valuable in that learning and that education early on? Well, one of the things that we're very open with in our center is we encourage members of the public or fire and EMS to come sit in our center. Um, come in, observe what we do, hear some of the calls. We'll put a headset on you. You'll hear the radio traffic. You'll hear the calls. And some people walk in and see all those monitors that we just talked about and all those keyboards and say, yeah, this isn't for me. So, you know, come in, take four, eight hours, and just witness the job. We've had a lot of people come in, even that started our training, and say, yeah, this this isn't for me. That's the the easiest step. We're open, come in and visit. Interesting. That is a good that, and that's a great way to do it. Kind of do that little sit along, right, with the with yep. the dispatchers. Uh, I Absolutely. appreciate that you said that because boy, couldn't don't we have a lot of uh, police and fire commissions and 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 public uh, public officials in municipalities all over the state that really could benefit from that. They you know people want to do the ride along, right? They want to do they want to go out on the streets and wear the vest and 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 do that, but. I think that that sitting with the with the telecommunicators could really be a valuable piece in in learning what uh, what that job entails. Absolutely, I agree with you one hundred percent. We want to thank you for uh, coming on. We are talking to communications sergeant at Dodge County Sheriff's Office. Already getting a lot of people saying you guys do a fantastic job out there, Jeremy Grossman. Have a wonderful holiday season, and thanks uh, for all the great work that you do. Thank you, and we appreciate the uh, the opportunity to speak with you folks. Sergeant, thank you so much. And big shout-out, because I, I promised you we'd do it. Uh, big shout-out to the telecommunicators at the Dodge County Sheriff's Office. You guys are doing an amazing job. Sheriff Dale Schmidt. Uh, for uh, volunteering you to to come and uh, <laughs> to come and chat with us, tell him when when he says to me, "Hey Annie, anytime we can ever do something, let me know." Uh, tell him this is a great example of that, and we really appreciate you coming on, uh, Sergeant. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All Have right. a great day. Yes, you too.